3: Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, while Superman searches desperately for Jimmy Olsen, a man called the Count laughs at the impending fate of the young cub
2: reporter. (laughs) I'd give a century note if I could see Nick Grease's face when he finds out what happened, Harry.
3: Me too, Count. But what about that kid Olson or whatever his name is? What'll be with him?
2: I can't answer that question, Harry. Because I don't know what happens to a person after he stops living... (laughs)
1: Gang, suppose you were walking down the street one day loaded down with a dollar you'd earned and suddenly a stranger comes up to you and gives you the glad hand and makes a proposition. For one dollar, one small dollar, the tenth part of ten dollars, he says, I'll sell you this beautiful box I have in my hand. You look and you see it's a big, interesting-looking box and all nicely wrapped up in red, white, and blue trimmings. Only hitch is you can't see what's inside. Now, honestly, would you give that guy your hard-earned buck for a fancy package that contains you don't know what? Well, you'd need your head examined if you did. Because only a sucker would buy a package without opening it up and seeing what's inside first. Now, ideas are pretty much like packages. And people are always trying to sell you ideas, which all too often are wrapped up in such fancy trimmings that you can't see what you're buying. Also, more often than not, their favorite colors are red, white, and blue. Well, don't you be fooled, gang. Don't fall for this old dodge. Be smart enough to examine each idea for what it's worth. Inspect it carefully and evaluate it before you accept it. For you know that no matter how beautifully an idea is wrapped up in patriotic lingo, it isn't patriotic. It isn't American. If it's designed to make you think one man is better than another because of his race, religion, or where his people came from. It isn't American if you stop a man from speaking his mind just because you don't happen to agree with him. So always take a good look at the inside of an idea, boys and girls. And never mind the outside wrapping. See if what it really means is worth believing in. Then buy it. (laughs)
3: Now The Adventures of Superman! In response to a frantic phone call from reporter Lois Lane, Clark Kent, who is Superman, streaked to a little drugstore in uptown metropolis near the city docks. There he was stunned to hear Lois, white-faced and trembling, announce...
4: They took Jimmy away, Clark. They took him away. Who
3: took Jim away, Lois? What are you talking Some about? Some men in a
4: car. They had guns. And they crowded our taxi to the curb and, and pulled Jim out. What? Then they slugged our driver and forced Jim into their car and they drove away with him. Great, Scott. I'm worried. Now, now, wait a minute,
3: Lois. Don't go to pieces. Oh, I'm well, Who were these
4: men? Why did they do it? I don't know who they were, but I, I think they wanted that package that man gave to Jim on the pier.
3: What man gave Jim what package? And they looked
4: to see if it was in his pocket and then they... Oh, Clark.
3: Now, Lois, you've got to pull yourself
4: together. I can't I... make head and tail of this.
3: All right. Now, what's this package you're talking about?
4: Well, it was on the pier, after the Eastern Queen dock. Yes? I wasn't there at the moment, but Jim said that a strange man came up to him, pushed a little oilskin package into his hands, and told him to keep it for a while while he made a phone call. He said it was very valuable. Yes? Then what? Well, the man didn't come back, and Jim and I had to get back to the office, so we opened the package to see if we could find out to whom it belonged.
2: Go on, go on. What was in it?
4: Just a lot of little stones and pieces of broken glass. Stones
2: and broken glass? That's
4: right. I can't understand why those other men would want it enough to, to take Jimmy away. Well, neither can I. Unless... I've already called Inspector Hand. he said he'd be right down, but he hasn't come yet. Oh,
3: don't worry. He'll be here. What about this car they took Jim away in? What kind was it?
4: It was a big blue sedan. I don't know what made uh-huh. I tried to get the license number, but well, I... Well, did you get it? No.
3: Uh-oh.
4: There was mud smeared all over it. I think the first letter was N, but well, I'm not sure. Maybe your taxi sure.
3: driver got a better look at it. Where is he?
4: He's upstairs in the doctor's office. He was hurt pretty badly. The doctor said he won't be able to answer any questions for a couple of hours. Let's
3: see. Well, which way did the car go with Jim?
4: Uh, North, and then then it's one east at the next corner.
3: All right, now listen, Lois. When Inspector Henderson gets here, tell him everything you've told me. Yes. Then call up, ba- uh, uh, call up uh, Bruce Wayne and, and tell him, too. Bruce Wayne? Why call that playboy? Well, never mind. Just do as I say, please. And don't worry. We'll find Jim. Oh, I
4: hope so. Poor kid. Well, here
3: come two police cars now. I'll see you later. Wait a minute,
4: car. Where are you going? I'm
3: going to look for Jim my way. Come so on. <laughs> of Clark Kent's clothes, this is a job for Superman. Big blue sedan, Lois said. Turned east off the river drive. Got to find it. There we are. Now, all set. Up,
0: up, and away!
3: Leaping high into the midday sky, Superman begins his search for the blue sedan in which Jimmy Olsen was carried away. Far and wide, he ranges above the network of streets and roads below him, crowded with traffic. His keen eyes probing every vehicle. Meanwhile, in a midtown hotel room, a thin, sharp-featured, dapperly-dressed man wearing a carnation in his lapel waits impatiently with a companion whom he calls Harry.
2: What's keeping this fence, Harry? He said he'd
3: be here right away, Count.
2: Well, he'd better hurry. I've got to get out of Metropolis before Nick Greaser catches up with me.
3: Are you sure that was Greaser's mob you saw on the pier today? Of
2: course I am. It was a lucky thing I spotted them from the deck of the ship before I got off. It would have been too bad for me. It sure would.
3: Look, are you positive they fell for your dodge and went after the kid you slipped the phony package to? Sure
2: they did. They were watching me like vultures when I got off the ship. And I made sure they saw me slip the bundle to the kid. Yeah, but... They figured he was there to meet me and take the stuff from me just in case I was followed, don't you see?
3: Yeah, but you're not sure, Count. They might have trailed you here and... They didn't,
2: I tell you. I ducked into the crowd and they let me go. They figured the kid had the stuff, so they wanted him. I was watching from behind a stack of trunks, and when the kid got into a taxi with a girl he called Miss Lane, Grease's mob hopped into their car and followed them.
3: You're absolutely positive?
2: How many times do I have to tell you? They must have waited for the right spot and then grabbed the kid. (laughs) I'd give a century note if I could see Nick Grease's face when he opens the package and sees the rocks and busted glass in it.
3: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I gotta hand it to you, Count. You played it real smart.
2: Thank you, Harry.
3: What do you suppose will happen to that kid?
2: What do you think? (laughs)
3: it in his pocket. Now, fine, Bronco, fine. This is what the count slipped to the kid on the pier, huh? That's it. All wrapped up nice, too. Let's have a look. Tip I got says the count was bringing in better than a million bucks in diamonds. A million bucks? Yeah. Now, nah, that does not Let me see. What the? What's this? Hey, uh, those ain't diamonds. Just some dirty stones and busted glass. What gives you, Bronco? I don't know, Nick. Oh, you're kidding. You grabbed off the real stuff and slipped this junk in. No, Nick, no. Lord, I know you can't get away with that, Bronco. I'm no, gonna... No, put the ride away, Nick. I didn't do it honestly. Come on. Cough up the Count's rocks I'll blow your you head off. Nick, no, I tell you. This is the stuff we found on Olson. So help me. I never opened the package. Asked the boys. Ask Olson himself. I never double crossed you, Nick. Never. You know that. There's always a first time. And a last time, too. I didn't, I tell you. Asked anybody. Listen, Nick. The Count must have done this himself. He must have slipped the kid a phony package, see? Then got away with the real stuff while we went after the kid. Get it? It's just like him to do that. Mm-hmm. Could be. I'll find out. If he did, it'll be too bad for him and for the Olsen kid, too. Bring Olsen in here, Bronco. Hurry up. We'll be back in a moment for the 10th climax of today's episode. So keep listening.
1: Fellows and girls, you've undoubtedly been asked many times by various people, what do you hope to be when you grow up? Well, have you given that much thought? Would you like to be a doctor, maybe, or a lawyer, or perhaps some of you would like to be teachers or actors, nurses or engineers? I'd be willing to bet that a number of you hope to be big league baseball players or firemen or policemen. Well, whatever your ambition, whatever goal you strive to reach in your adult life, you must keep in mind that to fill any one of those jobs requires a good deal of know-how, and know-how requires much study and preparation for success in any chosen career. That, of course, is what our schools are for to provide the know-how necessary for success in life. Now, there are some boys and girls who think they can fulfill their ambitions, despite the fact that they play hooky from school, neglect their homework, disregard their parents and teachers, and run around with gangs to get into all kinds of trouble. They're the kind who are called juvenile delinquents, which is an adult phrase for youngsters who think it's smart to do things they know are wrong. Well, do you think General Eisenhower or Joe DiMaggio or any current American hero or heroine was so foolish when he or she was your age? You can bet anything they were not. Now then, I'm not, not here to lecture. I just mentioned these things as a friendly tip, so to speak, in an effort to remind you that if you really want to grow up to be successful and happy, keep your eye on your goal, and don't let anything steer you away from it.
3: And now, back to the adventures of Superman! In a room in a basement flat in the tenement district of Metropolis, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen stands before Nick Greaser, a short, swarthing man almost as broad as he is tall, with a flattened nose, wide, flat lips, and the small, glittering eyes of an angry pig. The big man, called Bronco, stands beside Jimmy, his huge hand gripped in the reporter's coat collar. Take a look at this junk, Olsen. Stones, hunks of busted glass. Is this what the Count slipped to you on up here? Who's the Count? And who are you? And what's the idea? <laughs> The I don't the get the it, but, but I... Let him alone, Bronco. Now, talk up, Olsen. Is this what the Count gave you or ain't it? I don't know who the Count is, but... He don't know who
4: the Count is. Why, you... I, I don't let me go. I said you. lay off him, Bronco. Uh, okay.
3: Talk fast, Olsen, or you'll be awful sorry. Now, is this what the Count gave you? I tell you, I don't know any Count. No, huh? But if you mean the man who gave me the packets to hold on the pier while he went to telephone... This is what was in it. It is, huh? Didn't I tell you, Nick? You said I double-crossed you. Well, it was the Count put one over on us. So that's the answer. Look, what's this all about? What's the idea of holding me up and bringing me here? I'm a newspaper
4: reporter, and you better... Shut up!
3: You and the Count were smart, but not smart enough. We got you, see? And you're going to help us nail the Count and the diamonds. Where is he? Who? Oh, the Count, of course. Where is he hiding out? How do I know? I don't know. I don't. I never saw him before came up to me on the pier and asked me to mind the package while he made a book. Let him go, go, Bronco. He's lying, Nick. I'll make it. Sure, he's lying, but you're wasting time. Let him go, I said. Okay.
4: I'm not lying. I never saw him before.
3: Look, Olson. You see this gun?
4: Yeah. What about it?
3: It's pointed right at you, see? And it goes off when I finish counting the three. Unless you tell me where the count is. (coughs) Wide, Jimmy Olsen sees Nick Grease's stubby finger tighten around to the trigger of the revolver, and realizes there is no way for him to make Grease believe he is not a confederate of the man called the Count. Superman and the police are searching desperately for Jimmy, but so far only the Count knows where he is, and the Count is perfectly content with the situation as it is. Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in same time, same station. For Chapter 3 of The Secret of Meteor Island on The Adventures of Superman.
1: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you'll hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. Art Van Horn speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting
0: System.